Hi, this is Mish Hancock, and you are listening to Mishmash, a place where I get to talk to the weird, wacky, wonderful people of this world, people I adore and want to know more about. Today, my guest is Tamika Mitchell. Tamika is an expert in residence for diversity, equity, and inclusion at Emerson Leadership Institute. Hello. Hi. Thank you so much. First podcast. I love it. <laughs> I am like honored that I'm your first podcast. This is good. Okay. And I promise you this is an easy one. No crazy questions. No, well, maybe crazy, but fun ones. Okay. Fun crazy. Okay. I'm with I'm with fun. <laughs> so Tamika, tell me about what you do. I mean, I, I love this is such an important thing and a long time coming. I'm I'm so happy that it's like here. Like as as TEDx. Our TEDx has been all about the DEI thing from the beginning. Okay. And now it's like becoming more and more and more people are getting how important this is. And it's just yay. Yeah. Right? It's amazing. Um, so a lot of the work, uh, a lot of the work that we've been doing was already being done in the background. Got ya. Which is good because we got a head start. <laughs> um, but others, um, a lot of businesses especially, were um, prompted to do something. Yes. Um, after George George Floyd was murdered on TV, right, in front of everyone. Right. And it was so politicized. So um, a lot of firms and organizations just felt like they needed to take a stance. And so we've now seen the the wave, the trickle effect of DNI becoming more important um, to to every organization. And and I also hope that organizations are understanding that having diversity of thought mm-hmm. of of people with different backgrounds, of different perspectives, like how that makes your business better you know, more rich. Absolutely. Yes, right? So we are seeing that a lot. So um, not only am I working as an expert in residence at SLU, but I am also, I do this work um, in conjunction with my real job. What is your your real job, Tamika? (laughs) So I actually work for an accounting uh, business consulting firm um, named Armanino. Okay. And so in Armanino, we have all types of services, uh, tax and audit and just like I said, uh, problem solving. If you have a business problem, you know, we can help you figure it out organi- organizationally, operationally. Nice. But we also have a service line now where we're helping our customers establish ESG, which is their um, environmental social governance uh, side of the house. So Historically, we've only considered businesses successful if they had a certain ROI. Right. You know, if they could give uh, their investors a certain return. But now um, your ESG um, blueprint is part of your success story now. So we're we're now going into our our clients' um, operations to evaluate how are you leaving the environment you know, how? Do, what types of goals do you have around reducing your carbon footprint? And um, socially, how are you engaged in your communities? Right. How are you supporting your employees who are um, diverse um, and minority groups, right? And then just how, if you have systems around those to tell us how well you're really doing, 
Right. So that you're not just reporting, you know. Right. We improved our, you know, diversity, you know, by 2,000 percent and using that, you know, as part of your marketing. But you right. got to have those those controls in place to, to make sure you have a good way to measure it. I love it. You know what is so interesting is that was one of our TEDx talks at uh, one of our events that Josh Allen did where it was talking about how he reduced greatly the amount of trash that was being produced by his business companion mm-hmm. bakery. And that actually became a metric for how good, is, how well is your business succeeding oh, yes. right now? I mean, and so it it's, I like that ESG kind of feels like it's bringing it all in, like all of the the. Did I say it right? ESG. That's right. Okay, so th- that it's taking in not only, you know, who is working for you and how are they how are they becoming a part of everything it's doing, but also the sustainability factor, the community factor, yes. and community is. I I feel like yes. Social media has like made our communities get very expanded and big and right. far, but still the people that you hang out with in your own hometown, that's important. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So so we look for um, organizations who we share the share a mission with. Nice. So um, and and because we have um, we have offices all over the country. Um, we're we've asked our uh, our different offices to identify in your town organizations and so we ha- we have several missions specifically that we target um and one of them is education one is racial justice so those two things i've been able to personally um support um i'm very big on financial literacy yes so it's it's been a perfect um just a perfect partnership between the work that I'm doing at work and the work that we're doing at SLU and the Leadership Institute because we're able to bring all of those, the business aspect to the students, right? Right. To the, and then connecting those to the service organizations. So, for example, we right now we're working with the Boys and, the Girl, Boys and Girls Club, and they offer a, a program called SLIP. Okay. It, it basically trains high school students. So they come on Saturdays from like 8 to 1, and throughout the school year, they're coming to SLU, but um, and, and SLU is just housing them, right? Right. And they're being trained for to, to go into businesses and have summer internships at, at major, major organizations, oh. doing like major jobs. Wow. Right? So every weekend, like they're getting other new topics, learning soft skills, learning presentation skills, learning what it's like to be professional, right? So that when they get there, although they're high school, you don't really know that they're a high school student because they really present themselves very well. That's amazing. It's well, an amazing program. And presentation skills, I let's talk to that. I mean, that is so important to be able to get in front of people and present. Oh, yes. It's so important. And if you can do it well and you, I mean, you learn so much by being able to stand on a stage and connect with an audience and teach them something and have people really pay attention to you. Absolutely. That's a huge leadership skill. Absolutely. And just getting over the fear, that initial fear, right? Um, I read somewhere that public speaking is like uh, near death for most most people. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> 
yourself to think no. of think Yowza. of trying to conquer that um, at a at an early age. It's amazing. So they learn like their elevator pitches. Pitches. They learn interviewing skills. It's an amazing program. But um, and they also have really great results. So this program has like near 80, 90 percent rates of getting um, students t- into like higher. Um, some type of higher education program, either oh, nice. trade school okay. or college. Um, so it's just identifying those opportunities to um, create a bridge again, right? right? Just bridging and and creating awesome and amazing uh, young people. And well, and I love that you're also about financial literacy because I got to tell you, I mean, I, I didn't have the greatest. Um, financial literacy for a long time. Okay. And, and I needed to learn that. And I learned a lot about it with business. And I think, you know, I came from the parents where you, they work, you know, my dad worked at the same company forever. Like, you know, so all he needed to do was contribute and get retirement and what have you. Well, in the entrepreneurial world, that's a whole different ball of wax. Oh, you yeah. know what I mean? And, but just in general, like, you know, um, you know, my grandparents were, you know, you kind of like put the money under the mattress kind of folks. You know, they weren't really well-versed in banking and Mm -hmm. investing and what have you. And to me, that is one of the most, I mean, that is a huge lesson for people to understand. How does money work, right? Absolutely. So I believe in um, uh, literacy at every level. Yes. So like I go into like the elementary schools. Oh, nice. All the way up. So in elementary, there are things that you can learn about businesses, like how does this community work together? How do we support one another? Why why is the mailman so important to the city, right? Why is the trash man important? And, or, you know, um, and so I think by introducing those concepts and understanding how the, the community works together, um, then you get you get the the kids to start thinking about, huh, what are some of the places uh, that that I would like to contribute to society, right? right? Um, introducing them to to like what it what is it what is it like to be a doctor or a lawyer, right? Um, what is it what is it to be an accountant? What does that even mean? Um, and so you they get to thinking about at a really young age. And so then we move up to the middle school and then we start talking about uh, managing your money and managing your allowance. What does that mean? Yes, and there's apps for that now. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, <laughs> That's yeah. what I find. I think it's so cool that there's apps for that. Absolutely. So it's 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 good to because again when we used to get allowances it was like I get allowance really to just go and do something for the weekend right and by Sunday it's basically gone oh yeah but and now, there was no holding on to oh, it yeah. and mine was spent I think mainly on candy <laughs> unfortunately <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah lots of snacks for sure but um, so now we're teaching them to to put a percentage aside to keep. And yes. what it's like, what it means to build wealth and and think beyond today. So yes. that's one of the biggest things. And and I know just with my upbringing, we didn't we didn't have a lot of that. Just thinking, like you said, um, thinking past the 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 here and now, right? And, and be and even beyond yourself, absolutely. You know, like you know, working to help to build something for your kids, and you know, it's it mean, and so that may take some generations to get to, but. What you're doing right now could be that next level for the you know those that that come after you. Absolutely, right? absolutely. So I will tell you when um, 
when we work with high school students and we talk to them about what does mom do, what does dad do, um, uh, do, does anyone here own a home? We start introducing concepts to them that they that they may not have exposure to at home. Right. Um, a lot of uh, a lot of our students don't know about owning homes and what that means and how that's one of the biggest ways to build wealth. Right. Um, so right. that's really exciting. That stuff is really exciting for me to be able to introduce that to them and then to show them what it really um, what it really means later on in life. And and if you've never if you've if you've only rented a home your entire life, you don't even it, it seems kind of unreachable. Right. But once right. you start meeting people who own homes or like me, I'm a real estate agent. I can walk you through the whole process and, and break it down and make it very palatable for you, right? Right. Not overwhelming. And so just introducing some of these ideas and, and giving them history on how a lot, most millionaires uh, use real estate as one of their major and these are everyday millionaires, right? Not the That's kind so we, true. we think that are far right, off, right? Right. Absolutely. That's so. amazing. So, um, and it's you know, it's you were talking about this, and and I had this conversation the other day with the DoorDash guy. Okay. The guy that came, you know, that brought us our food. He was like, um, so, and I live in a loft downtown. I live on off Washington Avenue, uh-huh. you know. And he and he's like, can I ask you something? You know, what is your rent here? And I said, oh, I don't rent. I, I actually own this. And he went, you can own one of these? You know what I mean? <laughs> oh, yes. And it was like, and I'm like, well, yes. And so, you know, I got into a whole conversation with him about it. And I thought, now that's interesting, you know, that that, that education hasn't gotten him for whatever reason. That's right. And that's something that, you know, we should be teaching people. It's like, you, you don't, you know, if you don't like doing yard work, Go own a loft, <laughs> right? You know, I mean, you have options, kind of thing. That's right. Although, ooh, what a what a um, lesson it was for me owning a loft. That whole thing was much different than oh yeah, a house. Oh yes, being an owner is one thing, and being a um, a landlord is a whole nother whole nother thing. But 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 like I said, we teach um, we teach what it's like to own a home. Right. And all of those responsibilities before we help you get into a home. Yes. So that there's a lot to know. Oh yes. And then because you're not you're, you otherwise you'd be surprised like when your AC goes out, it's like, oh no, I can't afford this. I had to move. Right. <laughs> right. And that can cost a f- and so there's maintenance and yeah. Oh yes. It's a it's a big responsibility. It is, but th- with proper planning, um, it's very, very um uh, fulfilling and and it's a great way again to to build to build wealth. So you are going to be a part of the Be Heard conference that SLU is putting on, and it's a women's conference. And you're going to be speaking to the whole DEI thing since that's what you do there. Yep, absolutely. So um, there'll be a, a a full day of amazing women there. Um, so I'm honored to even be a part of the group. Um, and so just talking a, a lot about what we're doing around our community organization partnerships, around um, the the work we're doing with, uh, with students. Right. So we're in the process of creating a DEI badge that students can then use to be educated, oh, uh, cool. to learn how to be allies, to learn about their own um, biases, 
Yes. Um, and then um, and then so we'll so we'll do the the the, f- and the first part of it is really about self-reflection, understanding, OK, what are my thoughts? Right. What are some of the thoughts that I've acquired um, normally passed down to me that I probably should start questioning? Right. Or that I haven't been privy to ever. That's right. You know, I mean, that was, to me, that was one of the the most um, eye-opening and amazing things is the whole, a whole history I was never shown or taught. Oh, yes. And it freaked me out. Like, there were things like, I, and, and, and I, unfortunately, I learned this from a TV show, um, and it, it was talking about the whole Wall Street of, in Oklahoma and okay. what happened there oh, with yes. the massacre. I thought that was made up for the show. Oh, no. I had no idea that was for real. And then I saw something else, and I was like, wait, wait a minute. This and so I started real. looking it up, mm-hmm. and I'm like, okay. No one taught me that in history. Oh, yes. No one mentioned this. Not not once. Didn't hear a darn thing about it all during any history class I've ever taken. And I was, and that started making me then look and, and ask and find out more. Yes. What, what else, I, what else don't what else you know? What else don't I know? What else wasn't shared with me? Which is fascinating, mm-hmm. sad, weird, oh my gosh, part of the, huge part of the problem. Oh, yes. So so that's one of the most amazing parts about the DEI work is to give people that education, which is really just empowerment. Yes. So at Armanino, we, again, we have, uh, as part of our foundation, we're actually taking um, a racial justice emerging trip out to Tulsa in a couple months. Really? So we're taking our employees during during the work week. That's give, giving, so awesome. Giving us the time off to spend together and get emerged in that yes. um, to be able to then like take that information back and, and share it with the rest of um, the rest of the employees. I think a, a major part of us seeking and finding out these things, um, it'll help us to understand kind of the dichotomy and the, the conflict that exists because some of these um, systems, even that, that you may not even know were created to be harmful to people. Right. But we just exist in them because they've just been normalized. That's just what it is, right? So yeah. you don't even know the context of why that why it is that way. Yes. Oh yes. So when you when so when we say, um, well, why would we have to help minorities get businesses? Can't they just go out and get businesses just like we do? Right. You once you learn the context of oh, there was whole neighborhoods of amazing black businesses. That right. have been burnt down. Yes. Um, and and that gives you another that gives you a whole nother perspective. And and what happened to the the wealth of those families, right? What happened to where did they go after that? So just understanding um a history is a major, major, um, a major eye-opening piece that I love to to talk about with it's DNI. fascinating and it's just fascinating to to learn I mean I'm you know there was another one we were talking about the other day you know because everybody's heard of Woodstock right but then there was like a whole other festival that it wow what cha- I can't remember now what channel that was on but I was like oh my gosh 
how come nobody, like no one told me. And so unless I grew up black, I wouldn't have known about it because no one else was going to share it with me. Oh, yes. It's it's not part of the American history that we're learning in school. No. Just like financial literacy. These are things that we need to figure out how to incorporate into into our current curriculum. Yes. I I agree. I mean, it's, I'm, you know, I'm helping my daughter now, right, with the whole financial literacy and, well, and she's growing up at a time where now she's getting to see more and learn more and it's being revealed to her. But um, it is true. It's like, why aren't we teaching? I mean, this would be a really good life skill. And nothing against algebra or anything (laughs) like that. Because, you know, like my daughter went to algebra. I'm like, yeah, I don't remember it. I don't use it. You know, know, I'm like, school's the only time they're going, you know, all that stuff. But, um, But, you know, it's like maybe like Budgeting and credit scores <laughs> yeah, would be like, good. For sure, they, they need this. Yes. Like, without a doubt. They may not need algebra, but for sure they need to know financial. Right. They, they are going to grow up in a world that you have to have money Absolutely. to make things happen. Absolutely. You know? Absolutely. I love it. Okay, Anne, you're a realtor. What else do you do? <laughs> we probably need a whole other podcast to talk about everything Tamika does. Um, so I have some fun questions for you. Okay. All right, so I stalked you a little bit, and um, there is a lot on your Facebook feed about St. Luke AME Church. I want to know more. Oh, so my husband is a minister, um, and he is the pastor at St. Luke AME. Oh. Um, so there we um, we are really invested in the community. Um, we basically bring our whole selves, right? Everything that we know, we bring we bring to the church and to the community. Um, it over- looks lovely. I, I mean, just watching him, you know. So he's the guy, right? Yes, he's the guy he with on, at the at the piano, <laughs> he and is. he's singing and and talking and everything. And just the the what I watched, I was like, oh, this is that's there's a lot of love going on. There. Oh yes, he he's amazing. Um, he. Because he's in business operations, he really has a ton of skills to pull from. Right. So he's musical. Obviously, he's very spiritual, um, but just a a kind heart. So we're always doing... same same type same types of things at the church with the church, so we hold relationship classes. We have mental health classes. Um, we have finance classes. Oh wow! So we so he really believes in holistic ministry, um, and because it's like we can give we can give you God, but we know that you'll need these other tools. You know, if you really want to live at the apex and the top of your life. Oh my gosh, that's amazing, and it's so true, right? Because it's like it's one thing to be like. God, I need help. Yes. But then God's also going, so there's some things you got to help, do to help yourself Absolutely. too. Let's, so teaching all of it. And then is there an actual physical church? Yes. And so the church is over in East St. Louis. Okay. Illinois. All right. Uh-huh. Yep. Good for you guys. Absolutely. Gosh darn, you guys do a lot. <laughs> and my husband does. And, and we have 27 different skill sets. I love it. All right. This is my fun question for you. Is there a fantasy creature that you wish was real or that you may believe is real? You know, there's people that are like, yeah, for sure there's a Bigfoot. <laughs> um, no, I've never really thought of this one. I'm I'm a very um, realistic gotcha. person, right? So okay. I'm very uh, A to B, B to C, C to D. <laughs> gotcha, gotcha. So no, like I do that. I want a mermaid to show up. 
<laughs> no, no. But um, our our son, he always asks if you, if you're gonna have a um, a superpower, what would that be? Oh, all right. Let's hear my it. superpower would be mind reading. That would be helpful. It would be very helpful. <laughs> <laughs> that would be very helpful. I'm always. When I run into obstacles, when I'm trying to help people, um, I'm always wondering, like, what is the root cause? Like, even in this D&I work, sometimes you experience people who are absolutely opposed. Um, and I've learned a lot of times it's like an insecurity, a fear that they will, they will be displaced. Right. Sometimes it's just uh, something they've been taught. But I often need to be able to get to the root cause so that we can feel, find a bridge. What if they don't even know the root cause? You could, you could, I mean, you know, it's like, be careful what you wish for. I bet you there's a lot of minds that you're like, what in the <laughs> hell are they talking about? <laughs> yeah, like, I don't know, Tamika, you might get into my mind and go, oh, this is a hot mess in here. <laughs> what? This girl, you know, you. Just, I mean, but I get it. You know, it's like, I... I do see in people sometimes where there's the a fear that's coming up. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I have seen grown humans that start acting like a three-year-old. Yes. You know, throwing a tantrum. Oh, and, yes. and, and my thought is always, what happened? That's right. You know, what happened when you were that age that— you're you're basically throwing a tantrum. I mean, if you were a three-year-old, you'd be on the ground kicking and screaming and, and whatever, but in, you're an adult, and this is a three-year-old tantrum in an adult body. Yes. So what happened? Absolutely. That brought you there. Absolutely. But while they're in the middle of it, you can't say that or you, you can be in all kinds of trouble. <laughs> so you just kind of take it for what it is and go, okay, hopefully oh, yes. we will work on this at oh, some yes. point. But that's, the, that's that um, that intersection of uh, grace. Mm-hmm. And accountability, which is very hard to do both, right? Holding right. people accountable, but also giving them space to, to work through whatever it is that they're going through. And to see that they may not, you know, I mean, we are not 100% aware of, of why we do things all the time. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I mean, I think that's part of the journey of life is recognizing you're like, why do I... I just realized a pattern I have. Yes. Why do I have this pattern? And then what do I do to, you know, be done with this pattern, to, to move forward from it because it's definitely not serving me? And that's tough to take yourself on. It is. So that's actually part of our unconscious bias training. Yep. Where you actually pause yourself because our brains have to process millions of information very quickly. And so we take shortcuts to get right. there. It's a survival tactic, right? To get there, we take shortcuts. And it's it's like the lazy way to getting to getting to the end of this, whatever the the, the thought is. Um, and so in the training, we actually teach teach to pause and question what is making me feel this way. Ah, what just triggered me? Right. And if you start pausing yourself, like even if you find yourself aggravated or angry, it's like, oh, something just happened. What was that that just triggered me? Um, and then start digging into that. You will, a lot of times, you can actually get to it. It might take a, a lot of loop-de-loops back. Right, right. But it's like, oh, they like they just accidentally dropped a fork Um and I just lost it. Yeah, right. Inside, right. right. What just happened? You you circle back <laughs> and you're like, oh, 
I, I felt this way or I felt unappreciated. I felt overlooked. I felt, you know, why did I feel that? Why did, you know, it, it, there's a pattern of me feeling like I'm yeah. not good enough, like I'm not there, right? So as you dig deep into that, that actually is very helpful for us to become more conscious so that we're not making these shortcuts, split decisions, judgments about people that we don't know. Exactly. Um, all of those types of things. It's hard to do, but it's so important. And and the judgments about people we don't know. I mean, <laughs> let's go there a little bit because there— you see a person acting like a fool one time, you cannot assume that that is how they are at all mm-hmm. times. You, you, I mean, I believe really in giving people that benefit of the doubt, like, okay, something's going on, you know, I mean, like, let's, let's still love this person yes, yeah, rather absolutely. than just like judge them right away. And, and boy, with social media, we tend to do that a lot, right? You see one video about a person and now you've assumed that's how that person is at all times because that's the only part you know of that person. That's right. And it's hard because imagine if you were judged on the worst thing you've ever done in your life. Oh my gosh. It's like, oh, I've lived a wonderful, loving, kind life (laughs) for 40 years. And then you have one moment and... Everyone's decided that's who that's you are. That's who you are. I know exactly who you are, and you can't. And you know. And then, oh uh, yeah. So don't, 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 don't pause. Absolutely. So pause. that happens a lot to pastors, right? So pastors can love and guide and care for people. They can get up on a Sunday. They can say one bad thing, and then people will throw them out the window. But you're a pastor. <laughs> you're, d- 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 yes. you know, right? You're not supposed to make mistakes. That's right. Oh my gosh. That's we right. all get to make mistakes. We all learn from our mistakes. And yes, I exactly. So one of the questions I ask everyone um, is about kindness, of course, mm-hmm. and so. Any any top of mind kindness you've witnessed, received, given? Tell us something about kindness. Oh, my goodness. Um, I've received so much kindness. Um, and as a result of me re- always being on the receiving end, I have off- I often look for ways to share kindness. Um, I could go really deep with you or I can go lightweight. Which oh, one, which I, one say, I say let's go deep. <laughs> so... Um, my mother had me when she was 15 and, uh, my family, we, we were, um, down, we lived in the projects, just, uh, a rough upbringing. Right. So my mom, she was very smart, but she had a best friend who she went to school with. Um, that family, the best friend's family actually took me in and, just took me as their kid because, again, my mom is a teenager trying right. to figure it out. Right. And she knew that she was not able to care for me like she needed to. So if you want to talk about kindness. Wow. <laughs> um, they basically raised me, um, introduced me to God, introduced me to uh, every educational opportunity that they could. They they put me in the SLIP program. That I'm now hosting at SLU. Oh, my gosh. Um, I got an internship with the comptroller's office. I mean, life just—my trajectory changed as a result of of the Bentley family. Wow. Thank you to Bentley family. Absolutely. Thank you to mom for understanding That's and right. knowing. And then thank you to you for, for taking all of that Absolutely. and now giving back. Absolutely. 
Oh, that's lovely, Tamika. Thanks for sharing that. Yeah, that's kindness full circle. <laughs> Absolutely. So, um, I'm very, we're very uh, close with our church family, with our our extended families. Um, we really look to really just plant those seeds, and 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 help to try to change people's trajectory. I understand like what exposure means. Yeah, I understand what even if you're in a, um, you know, a toxic or traumatic upbringing, I understand what it looks like to just have another perspective. So even if you are in a bad one, being able to see someone else who isn't. Right. Being able to call someone who el- who's yes. not and, and be able to get that advice, it, it, is, it is life-changing. That's me. I love it. All right. Where can people learn more about you? Well, I'm horrible about my social media. <laughs> well, you are on LinkedIn. I'm on LinkedIn. You're on LinkedIn, and um, I'm I'm on I'm on uh, LinkedIn. I'm on Facebook. I need to I need to do better, but I I do respond to my messages on LinkedIn. It's okay. It's okay. <laughs> but you are also going to be presenting at on April eighth at the Be Heard conference. So everybody's... Yes. Women, it's International Women's Day. Yes. So women sign up, sign up, and we can you can learn more about DEI and all things Tamika, and she'll probably tell you the many different things that she can do. Absolutely. You could sell my house and teach me how to buy it in the beginning. (laughs) I love it. I love it. Absolutely. Thank you, Tamika, for being on today. Thank you. Thanks for having me. First podcast, how'd it go? I made it. All right. High five. You did awesome. (laughs) See, I knew she would. All right, everybody, you've been listening to Mishmash Podcast. Be kind, be loving. We'll catch you next time.